This podcast episode is brought to you by The Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie Orbison. The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. With two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators. To get more details and support this show, there's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to meeting you. a new season of Bonnie's Legends. I can't believe I'm doing this now for the third time. But, you know, there are always people out there who are my legends, who will be my legends forever and forever and who are so legendary that I just have to interview them and give them a voice with this podcast. So, yeah, in today's episode, we have Monija M., because she interviewed me about my identity as an author, as a writer. And I absolutely adored talking to her. absolutely adored how the interview turned out to be. And I was like, you know, I just fucking, fucking, I just fucking interview her. Um, Yeah, we became friends. We talked about, we chatted, um, we, ch- we chatting almost weekly, sometimes daily about writing stuff and it's just it feels really good having a writing buddy around here like Monisha and <laughs> I also um thank you Monisha for being here and kind of um figuring out the end of my working process with me <laughs> um yeah I I absolutely adore talking to her and um yeah I think it turned out pretty good. It turned out pretty, pretty vibey. And I really love how it turned out to be the interview. And yeah, if you want to know more about the book I'm talking about in mostly in the episode, follow me. Follow me is out now and you can order it on my website. I'd really appreciate if you would check it out. And yeah. Also, if you don't, if you can get enough of this um, 45 minutes of Monisha and me, I we have we made 10 bonus questions. There's also a link in the description. You can click on it and you will find my Patreon where you find the 10 bonus questions. 
yeah, where I spoil a lot about my working process at the moment. So, yeah, better check it out. And otherwise, have fun listening to this wonderful episode with my best friend, Monisha M. Ladies and gentlemen, Monisha M. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I asked you for this podcast episode. Like you texted, I mean, basically, I, I told you that already in these voice messages that you sent me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted, like, um, I had this episode of Mel, like, this was one of the last episodes I've recorded for season two. And I, I, I really liked it, especially when I kind of edited it. Now, I was like, damn, I like this episode so, so, so much because, you know, like, two writers at one place, like, It's just, just vibing. It was a great And episode. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's basically why I wanted to have you. And you asked me, like, you interviewed me. And I was like, I want to interview okay. you. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know. It's like, I, I, like, every guest I had was so curious about my own life. Like they asked me mostly questions about me at the end of the episode. And I mm -hmm. you, you have this curiousness, like you interviewing somebody and then you're like, damn, I want to interview them as well. Like, Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so that's basically how we met. Yeah. Like for this article you wrote about writers. I and the way writing about writers. writers, yeah. Is that how we met or did we follow each other longer? But just in I text. Mean I think you or me, I don't know, somebody followed someone on Instagram. And then yeah. at some point I put out the poll looking for people to interview for that article and you responded. Yeah. Which I'm very appreciative for, by the way, because very few people responded. Yes, you told me that. Like, was it just the free you kind yeah. of put in? Oh, wow. Three, three people. Wow. All crazy. girls, too. <laughs> yeah I don't know men I don't know do you know do you know a lot of men who are writing or boys there are not a lot of at least not on Instagram I have a few friends that are like guys in real life that are mm -hmm. writers but I know very few writers on Instagram that are dudes yeah like that was actually crazy because you know I see here and on Instagram the writers community and most of them are all women like female, mm -hmm. and then because at the moment we're doing um, we're doing uh, high school like a yearbook just in a different form, and mm -hmm. I kind of lead this team, and it was so funny because I was so surprised that there are so many boys who want to participate in that. I was like, I love it. Wow. Like, yeah, I we had a creative writing club at my high school that I was the president of, and most of our members were guys, <laughs> but not on Instagram. I don't know. Instagram yeah, weird, it's man. crazy. I want you to describe yourself. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to describe you because I think everybody sees themselves different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm going to go off what most of my friends say about me uh confident <laughs> no one ever says I'm nice um kind <laughs> um kind. straightforward 
relatively fashionable, funny, very sarcastic. I'm very sarcastic. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much me. That's cool. You just grabbed yourself in three words. Like I had this question in season two and nobody really knew what to say. And now you just did it without I that's cool. No, that's it's cool. it's just cause like my friends, I love them to death, but like we'll hang out and they're like, Oh Mo, you're so sketchy. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. They're like, I don't know, you you know about weird things and you're always so confident and you dress so funny like and I'm like, Okay, I don't need to hear anymore. You, yeah that's that's so crazy because I got told like weeks ago that I that I sometimes like my outfits look sometimes like a fifth grader just blindly kind of pulled out uh clothes <laughs> and I'm like thanks I'm like, like thank you yeah I don't know if that was a compliment but it feels like a compliment Yes, yes. Or for example, because I have such a, I don't know, I listen to such old music and I'm now being mm -hmm. an artist and they're all like, oh my gosh, Bonnie, like, that's just an artist you can know. <laughs> or like a weird, or like that. if we have an old teacher and he's like uh, saying something about a 60 artist and then I'm like, oh gosh, I know them. And then everybody's like, yeah, we knew you know them. <laughs> I got one question from gosh from xanthia g okay <laughs> completely no idea mm -hmm. just wanted to shout out her and uh, she said she asked when did you start writing and why oh complex question i like okay well what do you define as starting writing because like if i'm gonna say when did i start writing i'd say like i don't know when i was six years old And yes. we first got like a story assignment in my English class. And I wrote about a time traveling turkey on Thanksgiving. Like yeah. that was first writing. Yeah. Maybe when you started taking writing professionally. Like you were like, yeah. oh, yeah. So, I guess around sophomore or junior year in high school. That was when I first started trying to write like novels and short stories and longer form stories. So, um, Yeah. Because that was the first year I, like, met some other people in my school that were, like, really into writing, like, my writing buddies. And we just have, like, hour-long conversations about, I don't know, why Hero's Journey isn't nearly as effective as three-act structure. You, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Like, you had writing buddies? Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're some of my closest friends to this day. I met them maybe three or four years ago. And I, I talked to one of them, like, the other day. We met up and went out and did some writing. Oh, my gosh. I'm so jealous. Like, I don't have anybody <laughs> around me. Like, I, the only thing that, – that's why, because when I uh, discovered the writers community, I was like, wow, there are people out there who write. Right. I love yeah. that. Obviously. You write a lot in many different disciplines. Like, you write fiction novels – short stories, articles for a magazine, blog posts, and poems. Like, what came first? Okay, so first would be novels. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started writing seriously, I had, like, one story idea, and I was like, it's gonna be the most amazing novel. I realized maybe four months into writing it that it really wasn't that great of an idea. <laughs> <laughs> But, um. yeah, novels are the first thing I wrote. Okay, 
And like, where was it like fictionary again? Like, was it fictional or was it non-fictional? It's always, I'm, oh God. I only started writing like non-fiction type stuff in maybe the last two years. So okay. at first it was all fiction. I was hardcore, like against nonfiction. Someone okay. asked me like, oh, do you ever write nonfiction stuff? I'd be like offended. <laughs> like, how dare you ask if I write nonfiction stuff? <laughs> But like the fiction, do you mean like, um, like having a fantasy world? Yeah, so okay. fantasy is my favorite genre. I love world building. Um, I love it a little too much sometimes. I get too into it. <laughs> and I want to include everything in the storyline. It's like no one needs to know that stuff. <laughs> um, but then, like, I also really like mystery and, like, romantic subplots. I don't like romance novels, controversial opinion, but not a huge fan of romance novels because they're, like, all romance. And then they get so sappy and it makes me sad. But you want to read my books, don't you? I will read your book. I'm going to read your book and love it. <laughs> no, like, I just mean more like some of my friends in school write romance. And whenever they write romance, I love them to death. But like, it's so sappy. Like, it is so cliched. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, guys. This is not how romance works. Which makes it when you like read a really good romantic novel, I'm like, yes. Yes, sir. That's amazing. Look at you. Excelling. Excelling? Excelling? Or I, I, I will be so excited what you would say about Follow Me. Because I read Follow Me when I was 13. And like, I'm not looking at this book. And I'm like, what for a perspective of romance I had at that time? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, concept of romance evolves so much as we grow older. Yeah, yeah. For example, like Follow Me is such a like, yeah, we believe in true love and that stuff. Mm -hmm. Because I believed in true love at that time. But like in these years, I kind of developed you like... You say at that time, do you not believe in true love anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you said so at that time. Yeah, I know. Because I don't know. I actually, you know, I kind of have still the hope that one day I will meet a good man and then we mm -hmm. start building a family and that stuff and have a dog or something but I'm not I'm a dog <laughs> yes. sorry go on but I I um I don't know like you know last year I was at a point where I was like I have weddings I don't want to get married I don't want to have children like I just want to stay alone with my dog and write novels like I mean it's a romance novel between you and your dog <laughs> you could do that that's a good idea that's a good idea yeah. no i i don't i don't believe anymore in true love that's fair enough me, me neither yeah i yeah. don't know this this i don't know maybe true love is also a thing that's just too i don't know it's too much used in our society today yeah i think it's like more like the concept of true love it's like perfect and like there's a really good quote from some tv show it's like perfection is the antithesis of authenticity like perfect things aren't real nothing mm -hmm. is that good this quote is good this yeah. quote is good I don't remember what show it's from so I hope you will read my books <laughs> definitely getting off the topic <laughs> do you feel like writing being a writer in so many disciplines is like do you like being flexible and spontaneous 
I do, because I mean, like, I think that writing fiction versus nonfiction now, I didn't believe this before, but I think that each of them has something really important that you can do with them. Like, I continue to believe that fiction is more powerful than nonfiction. But I also think like, you know, with nonfiction articles, the type of stuff I write for like magazines or my blogs, it's more relevant to like things that are going on right now and today. They're shorter. People can read them a lot easier. I can publish them more often. Stuff like that. Fiction is a lot more powerful. Like, for example, for me, fictional, like for me, nonfictional is like writing a biography about somebody. And fictional is for me like my novels I'm writing. Like it's it's playing in Berlin or something, but the characters are fictional. Like that's for me fictional. I, I know that there's like people like Elks also saying like it's world building and that stuff, but actually I don't know how to build a world. What do you mean? <laughs> like I don't know, like if I should I don't know, if I would like say no, like yeah, I exper experiment now, my next book should be a fantasy novel. And mm -hmm. for a fantasy novel, you need a you need a completely different world building. I mean, I, not yeah. necessarily. You could you could set fantasy novels in the world we have. It just won't be like there's like high fantasy, which is like your Game of Thrones, where they have a <laughs> whole separate universe. And yeah. then there's like more. I don't know if it's called low fantasy, but I call it low fantasy where it's like set in reality but it's just changed up so there are like magical aspects okay yeah it's crazy yeah. because i see on tiktok many writers who like building worlds and i i don't even know how to do that <laughs> i love building worlds i mean it's so like, hard though <laughs> like how like, do you start you even i think you can see it behind me i yes. have this giant billboard that i yes. use for world building I just have it like filled up with stuff is like me coming up with what the different like people wear in different regions of whatever world I'm coming up with and like um, how I'm going to divide up this map and like do the different countries like each other or are uh, they more at war wow. so it's like yeah you, know, you have to start basic like I always start with maps and like geography and then build it from there and go to like politics and then like everyday people and then like who are the rulers I have so much like respect that. for you that you're doing that. <laughs> Do you wish sometimes you could just write in one discipline? No, because I'm afraid of which discipline I'd end up with. Because <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if I went to just writing like articles and like things for the magazine, things that are more, I guess, informative and educational, then I completely lose the whole fiction aspect. And I love writing fiction and I have yeah. to do it so the characters in my mind don't murder me. <laughs> um, I feel like that happens to me all the time where like I'll be writing a book and I feel like I can just like hear them screaming at me through the computer like no you can't write it that way I forbid you like this is my book shut up. Yes. <laughs> There's a funny example but have you ever seen the tv show Jane the Virgin? I heard about it. A lot of friends watch so the it. main character is a writer and every now and then in the scenes they have like this thing where Jane will be sitting there writing and just like some personification of a character will be standing next to her just being like you can't just make me an assassin that's not how it works and I love it <laughs> yeah did you watch the movie about this uh about this 
daughter and father who live on an island and then the father kind of travels away like it's just this island and they're just the daughter and the father living there like the father is a scientist or something and then the father oh. kind of leaves the island for a project but he doesn't come back in the time he said he's coming back so the girl is wondering and she's reading a lot of fantasy books about a superhero so she writes them the offer and the offer is coming then and the offer has like she's writing like she's writing only this book like it's a book series and she has she takes this character with her like she thinks it's a real person and i don't know mm -hmm. maybe i watched this movie too many times but it is in that way sometimes for me <laughs> I've never heard of that. I get what you're saying, but I've never heard of that movie. You have to text okay. me the name of it later. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, it's definitely like that. Sometimes I, yeah. I don't know. Like when I was younger, like basically every book starts because I don't know, like I'm dancing a lot and like there is my room where I can just mm -hmm. escape and hear music, listen to music in a dark room and just fantasizing everything and then I'm sitting in there and actually there my the story of a novel always starts mm -hmm. like I'm always the main character or the girl in that scene and then the story nice. starts so that's why like cool. these characters are like real person for me because I'm like if I'm going into this room they will be there <laughs> like it's uh -huh. crazy definitely I mean I'm like most of the characters in <laughs> Most of the characters in like the novels I've written, they're partially based off of people I know in my real life or things that have happened to me. Because it yeah. just makes it more relatable. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. feel more real. Yes, that's true. You also said that you write poems. I mean, I, I should have read a poem on your website, but I haven't. I'm so sorry. But I, I believe you're great okay. in writing poems. And... You know, I know from my own experiences, like I'm writing poems as well. I think I told you that. Did I tell? Mm -hmm. Did I tell you that? Yeah. So I, I read poem. So. Yeah, I read poems as well. And from my own experiences, I'm like, like writing poems is a completely different world than writing novels. Definitely. How do you feel about that? So I only got into poetry like very recently, like a few months recently, because I started in a new creative writing class funny story when I signed up for the class I didn't know that there would be a poetry unit I didn't <laughs> like poetry <laughs> I thought I was bad at it but we've been doing our poetry unit so I've been forced to like read all these poems and like write more poetry and I find myself <laughs> really liking it poetry is like like you said it's completely different from writing novels yeah it's so much more personal and like so much more about emotion than like description of like the moment like there's description in poetry yeah but it doesn't always make sense it's like very layered yeah I don't know how to describe it well but like yeah it's, it's different from like a novel where you have to narrate everything to make sure that the audience follows <laughs> where you're taking your characters and like who the evil villain is yeah it's meant to be confusing almost Yeah, I, I have the feeling like poems are like the popular songs. And that's why, because when Driver's License kind of hit number one, everybody was like, oh, yeah, because Driver's License is a completely different lyric structure. Like these lyrics are like mm -hmm. telling a story. And the most of the songs we know yeah. today are like not telling a story. Like they're telling us the emotions of the songwriter. 
mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I really like poetry that like tells a story sort of like it's layered in there is like this story along with all these descriptions that trigger different emotions I think it's so much it's so cool to follow yeah like you can see the transgression from place to place yeah yeah or for example if I'm writing poems I'm like not writing one poem like then I'm writing like 10 or something and I really like that these 10 mm-hmm. make sense only together like it's just a developing yeah. of yeah, of thoughts in that moment yeah yeah definitely I mean I think that's why poetry is harder to write for me because it's so personal and like I have to, like have to be honest about it it's like maybe I don't want to talk about my emotions <laughs> maybe I'd prefer to keep it to myself yes that's true that's true I actually plan on releasing a poetry book this year but oh, no. it was too personal for me to put out. Yeah, same. I mean, I was writing this poem like maybe a week ago for my creative writing class. And <laughs> I was like, this is getting too personal. So I cut it off early and I took it to class for critique. And they were like, you cut, it seems like the poem ends too quickly. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, they saw right through me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think I believe I'll publish these poems one day. Or for example, like on Valentine's Day, it's crazy. But on Valentine's Day, I wrote an entire essay about um, getting over a crush, like on Valentine's Day. (laughs) And it's so crazy because I try to not do it personally because, you know, like it's it's, kind of like structured like a letter. It's like dear crush like it's not like I started it off not personal and then Mm -hmm. it kind of developed into personal things and then I realized this and I was like okay now we should like come to an end and let it seem like it's not that personal yeah but I think if you're writing novels you kind of have like you can hide your own emotions like if you have a bad day you can hide Mm -hmm. it behind your character yeah like you can still say like, like that's the character yeah especially like I don't know about you I write in third person so it's not like I'm ever saying like I did something it's no, no they did this yeah. I'm just the author I yeah it's funny because I started writing a lot of novels that were in the first person but mm-hmm. I never finished them and I probably won't yeah. finish them but I started no, no no oh yeah I started one short novel I think it's going to be a short novel and I'm I don't know when I will finish it but this mm-hmm. one is like written like in a diary form so this is in the first person yeah mm-hmm. but I find it interesting writing in first person and I think you can still hide behind your character if you're writing in first person definitely I could never write in first person I always end up making the most convoluted complex storylines and like I write from all these different perspectives like there's two storylines happening at the same time and that's why I've never finished a novel (laughs) I always start them and they get so crazy and I'm like wait a minute wait a minute we need to back up and replot because this isn't making sense (laughs) but like are you a plotter or a pantser I'd say I'm a planter um like a little bit of both I always go in (laughs) with a very strict plan and then things happen and my plan gets messed up and then I end up halfway through the novel not sticking to plan and now the plot doesn't make sense 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And what you said about like, if you're starting your novel and then it's going so crazy and you kind of replotting it. That yeah. happened to me while writing Follow Me because Follow Me, mm -hmm. I was writing like, because the one who translated it, um, Isabel, who translated it in, to, into English, um, mm -hmm. she read that while translating it basically <laughs> obviously she had to read it and she was like she was like saying I really she was really sad because at the beginning it's like so detailed and like every day and then at the end I skip like one month and she said like that then it she just she just didn't like it she was like so sad that I stopped there but that was because mm -hmm. I that the same situation as you explained it happened to me like I was like thinking oh gosh this gets so messed up like I don't know what to write anymore like oh my gosh I have to replot it and I just finished it then I could just yeah. add like four it's more fair scenes enough, and we're, like, honestly well always happens me is I'll get to like the smack middle of the book And then I'll realize that all of the like split second changes I made in the beginning have now completely changed how the ending will turn out. And now I don't have an ending because yes. my ending won't make sense anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. I feel you, but I truly believe you will finish a novel soon. Thank you. I believe too. It'll take some time, but I'll get there. <laughs> you will get there. And my second novel, um, I forgot what to say. Yeah, so basically, because I was like saying I want to release it uh, this year, like mm -hmm. still this year uh, at the end. So I was like saying, like, I, I don't know, but like, I don't, I believe if I wouldn't have a deadline for this book, I would not finish it so fastly. Definitely. So quickly. Yeah. And I don't I even mean, have that's become That's become my issue with like, plotting and like figuring out the novel that I'm working on now is that like every other writing thing I have to do and just like regular school work I'm a bio major the work is endless um it all it's all on deadline so I just keep pushing plotting off because that's like not something I really need to do immediately yeah I saw the story template you fulfilled you filled in your story why well, I tagged you in it how about your work yeah. process Yes. Uh -huh. And you know what? That made me so curious to know about your work of progress that I was like, that I noted on a question that's, that's what is your current work of progress about? Oh, okay. See, well, this is where we go back to, I always write really complex storylines. Um, <laughs> the current work in progress is I'm writing about, like it's set in a fantasy world where there's like this really big war going on between um, this one country that's really against these other countries to the west that are like very magic intensive and this one's like not um the main character lives in a country that is at war she's trying to escape because any magician found in that country is immediately forced to work for the military yeah it's not good so they find out she and a bunch of other people that she becomes fast friends with they find out that they're planning an invasion against like the one big country that's managed to stay out of this giant war And if they manage that invasion, they'll have an army large enough to conquer the entire world. So they're like, so we got to go warn them that that's happening. And that's pretty much the plot of the novel is them escaping and traveling to warn the, the king and queen of the only neutral country left that like invasion is imminent. So they can stop an all out war. Whoa. Yeah. I want to read complex, this. But that's the Sparknotes version. <laughs> 
I love this. I want to read this. That sounds Thank super. <laughs> that sounds super funny. Funny. Now it sounds so funny, but like it sounds a lot of fun to read. That's what I want yeah. to say. What gave you the inspiration to start this novel? So it's actually based off of the novel that I was writing before. <laughs> um, last year I was working on this novel called Legends Never Die. It was a good idea, but like the way I planned it out, it had a lot of like loopholes, plot holes and problems. So I was like, okay, I'm going to scrap that and start this new one. I took all the parts I liked out of that and like weaved an entirely different storyline in. And that's how I got the one I'm working on now. That sounds so cool and so familiar to me. You know why? So follow me. I, I, I started editing follow me and kind of rewriting scenes. And then I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I just published it however it is. But I really like this one scene I wrote for Follow Me that didn't make the cut. Mm -hmm. So I just started this scene, uh, another novel that I'm writing also currently. But I, I will like, I kind of, yep. I don't know. I just kind of push it behind me. Like, I don't want to write that anymore at the moment like it's it's really good mm -hmm. and I'm so far in this novel but I don't want to write it but like that's that's it, it, just so familiar to me because I yeah because like from yeah. follow me from an edited scene the new novel started that's pretty cool yeah yeah definitely I feel like never people die. are like yeah that was the, never die. <laughs> I thought it was funny because like your podcast is called Bonnie's Legends and last book I wrote was called Legends Never Die I appreciate this lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like people think writers have all these crazy ideas. Like, how do they come up with it? And it's like, no, no, no. Listen, we have one idea. And then an idea goes somewhere else. And then we start from there. And then we have another idea based off that. Yeah. Everything yeah. is a progression. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or do you like, I don't know, sometimes... I have a lot, like, I don't know, but I have to admit, I have a lot of book ideas. Like, mm -hmm. while writing A, a Rogue and Progress, I'm, like, having so many book ideas. And then I started, Definitely. like, writing them all down because, you know, it would be useful at some point. Yeah. And one day in the very far off future. <laughs> yeah. Not not that I would have then another book idea, but let's just say I'm to totally <laughs> the fault ideas. And, um, Yeah, so basically, but it happens mostly that I take then these ideas and put them then into my work in progress. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I get that. I do the same thing with the, the book ideas. I have a document in one of my like Google Docs or something where it's like ideas and pitches. And I'm pretty sure it's like 17 pages now of just ideas that I'd never gotten around to. Wow. 77 pages yes that's a lot I mean, some of them are like some of them are old ideas that I won't write because like now yeah. that I think back on it wasn't that good of an idea but like a lot of them I'm like I'll get to you one day it'll happen yeah. or like well how do you write write down your big ideas do you just do you write them down there's in every like, digital or just notes No, so there's like this thing I've found on the internet, the snowflake method of like writing a novel, where it's like, oh, sit down and write a one sentence pitch of your novel. Don't include like character names, just like what's going on in the story. 
So I do that. And then I do like a very short summary, like what would be on the back of the book if it was ever written. And then that's what I include for the idea. That sounds cool. Because I was so used to like, just write down like a setting or something. And then, Mm -hmm. or, or I was just, I don't know, but I remember when I was 11 or something, I wrote down a title for a book on a piece of paper and we're like yeah if I see this title I know what the story is about and then like mm. three years afterwards I found this paper I'm like what the heck is that <laughs> is this a title like what should be the story plot I think it was called you something know, about like four men on a table or something <laughs> I love that no half the time I come up with an idea I don't have a title yet so I'll just be like unnamed future project here's a summary yeah that's yeah that's that's pretty much like me um Mm -hmm. but the current work in progress because I write on google docs as well I wanted to start like the script scrivener yeah yeah I wanted to start with this one but then I was too lazy to kind of download it (laughs) so I just started writing a google docs and google docs is like they're still standing like untitled document and when you then tip type then he like uh, clicking on it there's the first three words of your document right yeah so what happened with my this currently uh with this with my current work in progress i wanted to save it but didn't have a name then i clicked on it and then it said the three words i was like bang like this is my title this this should be my title and that's how actually the title came up and i don't want to change it i love that yeah i mean if it works (laughs) Yeah, it's for example like do you do you listen to a to a lot of fifties music? No, no, my nerd thing is coming out. Okay, anyways, the fifties artists um, always called their songs like today's like today's songs are like um, titled of something from the chorus, right? Mostly. Yeah, it's usually like the main line that. Repeats. Yeah exactly and 50s artists like 50 songs are always starting with the first sometimes it's the first sentence like the whole sentence like the first line is the mm-hmm. title of the song or it's just the first three words like in the 50s oh, it was wow. yeah it was just like that and i really like okay. the idea that people are like buying then my current work in progress and then they start reading it and it's the first three words are like oh yeah i'm reading this book. Yeah. <laughs> yes exactly so you said you haven't really like published a novel yet. No. Because you haven't finished not. one. I have not. So <laughs> I finished the last novel I was working on. I finished Legends Never Die. But I ran into the same issue while I was finishing it that I always run into is that I made the plot too complex. And then I changed up too many parts of it in the beginning. So by the time I got to the end, it wasn't like it didn't make a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, like it didn't have a very good story flow. So I finished it, but if I published it, people would have read it and been like, okay, I get it, but I also don't get it. But maybe, like, did you, like, did somebody read over it? Like a strange person? Yeah, I had some of my friends read strange it. Person. Not the entire thing, because it was Stranger, really I'm sorry, not a strange person. A strange, a strange person. <laughs> um no I didn't have anyone I didn't know read it I just had like some of my friends read 
parts of it as I was working yeah. on it, but no one read the entire thing. <laughs> it was not coherent. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know, but the follow me, I, I thought the same. And then my mom, because I told you, <laughs> I, I um, read out everything I wrote. So basically my mom knew the story and I was just like, that doesn't make sense. She was like, of course that makes sense. Like she, she had, she had read and she, she read it during the time I wrote it. So she, uh-huh. she, yeah. So she was like, that makes sense. And like, she was really the person who was like, just put it out. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. Like, I think if, if she wouldn't, she we wouldn't exist. I, I wouldn't have published follow me. Like, mm, that's a mom. good point. Yeah. So, Yeah. But if, but do you want to get published in the future? Of course. I think that's yeah. the dream of every, every writer. Yeah. Like, why do we it's write like, that? Oh my God. My mom went to Costco one day. I love her to death. Um, and she came back and she was like, hey, I was at Costco and I was looking at that. They have this big table where they keep all these books that like you can buy at Costco because they try to trick you into buying things you didn't go yeah. before. Um, and she's just like, wouldn't it be great if one day you wrote a book and then it was at the Costco table and I could go to Costco and just be like, that's my daughter. I'm like, that's my dream now. I want to get famous enough to have a book that we sell at Costco. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I feel you. For like, some... that, that whole concept of like, you know, you go to a bookstore and you see your name on the spine of one of the books. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, or now the follow me, like my goal, like, I don't know, this morning I said to my mom, like, I want to send a message to somebody that follows me, like, she's a legend, and mm-hmm. I hope I can interview her, but like, she's such a legend for me, and like, she means, like, she's such an inspiration for me, and such an idol, and like, she has huge, like, her flat in New York is like, it's really tall, how are you saying, tall, high, mm-hmm. the, yeah, like the, high, I don't know, high walls, yeah, Something like that. And she okay. has on one wall, she has a huge, uh, um, oh gosh, bookshelf, like a huge bookshelf. Uh-huh. And I like say my, like, if my book makes it to this bookshelf, I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, if my book, if a book with my name on it ever ends up at this location, that's it. I can die right there. Yeah. I'll be happy. <laughs> Yeah, or for example, if this name, like Bonnie Arbison is always, it's not my real name, like it's my pet name. And mm-hmm. I don't know, but I got bullied two years in school and then I changed school. That's when I changed my name. And I was like thinking, like I always wanted to write books. And because the people who bullied me said like, you will never write books somebody will read. Now I always wondered that one day they will buy a book of Bonnie Arbison and then recognize that it's me. You know what I mean? Like that was always like. I feel like that is also part of every author's dream. I got, I got bullied a lot in elementary school. Not anymore. Um, people think I'm scary now. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like the concept that like one day I'm going to become a, like an amazing writer and I'm going to be out there and someone's going to go and pick up my book and be like, hey, that's that girl I went to high school with. And I'd be like, yeah, who's laughing now? Yes. All the people that said we were nerds. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like, oh, there she's again writing. Like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've made you'll, it. You'll show them. Yeah. But I think every artist has this, like, I show you. 
Yeah. Like, this is what drives us, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> it kind of sounds sad because sometimes you're like, these people aren't even worth it, you know? <laughs> But like, uh -huh. it keeps you. Yeah, I it keeps I you. Think it's, I mean, it's more for me. It's like, I get to know that I did all this amazing stuff despite what you believed. <laughs> Yes. Not you, but you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah, that sounds, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you ever want to be published, do you want to get like traditionally published or like self-publishing? So like, of course, the dream is like, okay, I'd want to be traditionally published, you know, go to some big publishing company, like, I don't know, <laughs> Simon and Schuster or something. But honestly, <laughs> it makes more sense to self-publish especially when you're starting out as a writer so I'd probably end up self-publishing yeah yeah same traditional publishing is kind of a scam now it's so expensive yeah that uh, yeah I always like my brother always told me I should self-publish and I was like always saying like no I don't want to I don't I don't know I don't want to do that I, I'm I, probably I was too young to do that actually because mm -hmm. they're like 14 you don't have any like the skills yeah. to do that and um so I yeah I kind of started everything getting traditionally published and I had mm -hmm. three publishers and one publisher already sent me a contract to sign but I read that contract and since then I'm I'm self-publishing mm. <laughs> like since this contract I'm like self-publishing like yeah dude don't come even I closer mean, like to me The only real good thing I'd say about traditional publishing is that if you're like a name, like if you have an audience already, then mm -hmm. you're more likely to get more copies. They handle marketing and you have like the connections through the publisher to get your work out there. Yeah. But like it's so expensive and they have so much control over your manuscript. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or you like have a like a deadline where I have to have finished the book and you're like, what the fuck like mm -hmm. sorry for cursing but like it is really like that like you're like what the it's, heck I mean that's the truth it's yeah. like that's not how the artistic public public the artistic process <laughs> works you can't just like demand that it be done already yes yes mm -hmm. yes that's true and on this contract like the last sentence was like yeah this contract will last three years I was like mm -hmm. like I was 14 at that moment and I was like now 15 It was last year. It was around this time I read the contract. Uh -huh. And we're like, if 18, like, I don't know what I want to do with 18. Like, <laughs> I don't uh -huh. know if I want to still want to work with you. Like, or like, all these, all these publishers try to get you on board, like saying like, yeah, your book could be, a f uh, could be, could become a movie. Mm -hmm. yeah, and no. and you, you're sitting like, there and you're like, I just honesty, want to publish my book. <laughs> yeah. In all honesty, like traditional publishers, are not going to order that many copies of like your book they're not going to get it out there as much if they don't have like guaranteed sales associated with your name yeah yeah that's, that's how they true make. that's true